0: Hello, this is Phil Gursky from Borealis Threat and Risk Consulting in Ottawa, Canada, and you're listening to Quick Hits, a podcast about all things terrorism-related. Over the past couple of years, we in Canada have been hearing a lot of stories of individuals who left our fair land to go abroad in the pursuit of joining a terrorist organization, such as Islamic State or ISIS. A lot of examples I could talk about. There was a man called John McGuire from Ottawa here in Ottawa, where I'm recording from, who left. He was killed. Damien Claremont from Calgary. He joined a terrorist group. He was killed. Andre Poulain from Timmins, Ontario, way up north, joined a terrorist group. He was killed. And the list goes on and on. There's also an interesting bunch of people who tried to go and join groups like ISIS, and yet, because they were incompetent or just a bunch of wankers, uh, they were unsuccessful. Very famous case is a woman called Rehab Dugmash, who tried to join ISIS a couple of years ago, got as far as Turkey, got turned around by the Turks, sent back to Canada, was not arrested or charged. And a while later, she ended up going into a Canadian tire, which is kind of like a hardware store here in Canada, armed with a golf club and a, I believe, a bow and arrow, as well as a knife. And she attacked some employees and thankfully didn't uh, hurt anyone seriously before she was, in fact, uh, tackled and arrested. And then she was found guilty, I believe, lately of trying to, to join a terrorist group. And then, of course, now carrying on a terrorist attack in Canada. Now we have this interesting case of a woman in Toronto named Halima Mustafa. She's from Markham, part of Toronto. She was arrested just yesterday and she's to appear in court today. This is Thursday, the 27th of August. And she is facing Two charges leaving Canada to join a terrorist group and participation in a terrorist group itself. What's interesting is that her husband, his name is Ikar Mao, was charged with the same two offences last December, and he remains in custody. So here we have Mr. and Mrs. decide that joining ISIS was a good idea. Both been arrested, both been charged. Now, it's important to point out they've been charged. They have not been convicted. We'll have to see how the trial goes. But what fascinates me is that they sought to join ISIS in 2019, i.e. last year. Now, why is this important? If you go back to ISIS's heyday, remember that Abu Bakr Baghdadi declared the caliphate back in uh, 2014, And there was this whole trove of Westerners from all across the the world who sought to join ISIS. Estimates are between 30 and 40,000 people thought joining ISIS was a good idea. And if you recall back then, ISIS was really good at putting out slick videos, propaganda showing the amazing beauty of the Islamic State. The fact that the caliphate had been declared, this was the one true Islamic polity on earth, and that people had an obligation to come and join this this paradise on earth. The, The videos showed these wide boulevards, it looks like you were in Beverly Hills. Swimming pools, movie stars, thinking of the episode of the Beverly Hillbillies. It was all bullshit, of course. And the the uh, Netflix series Caliphate, which, by the way, I did a massive review on a couple of months, ago, you can find those on my, my website, showed how brutal, in fact, the Caliphate was and how bad the conditions were. And yet, some people are the sharpest pencil in the box. They may have seen these propaganda videos and decided, yeah, I want to go and do that. I want to go and get a nice... Apartment or a nice condo in Baghdad and live the life and become a true Muslim, blah, 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 blah. But see, that was back in 2013, 2014, 2015. This is 2019, and it is simply impossible for anybody in the known universe to not know what ISIS stood for, what ISIS did, what it practiced, what version of so called Islam it practiced, how it treated people, how it raped little girls how it burned people alive, how it drowned people in cages, how it threw people off buildings, how it executed people for things like adultery. Everyone knew this by 2019. Hell, they knew it by 2016. So how is it that this Canadian couple decided in 2019 to go and join ISIS? Now, as it turned out, they did so unsuccessfully, which is good. They've both been charged, which, which is good. How are they going to explain this away? How are they going to promote this lie that somehow islamic state stands for something good or that islamic state was the place to be or that islamic state was a true islamic government the only true islamic government on the planet ergo they had to go there if they wanted to be true muslims and practice their true faith and be amongst true believers how is this going to be possible I, f- I find this truly fascinating that either halima in iqar lived under a rock for the past five years or didn't have access to the internet, or TV, or newspapers, or God knows what, pen and paper, and somehow didn't know that Islamic State was one of the most heinous, one of the most brutal terrorist groups in recent history. The trial will be really interesting to follow this. Hopefully they're going to plead guilty and not waste my taxpayers and your taxpayers' dollars on a trial. But we'll have to, we'll have to see what happens. What worries me more, though, is that if the trial goes through, we have an abominable record here in Canada of proving terrorism. There's a story just came out in the Ottawa Citizen this morning about a man named Elso Peshtari, who was arrested for terrorism way back in 2010, released, got rearrested in 2014, I think, and charged with recruiting people to join ISIS. Looks like his case is gonna fall apart. On the allegations by the by the defense that CSIS, the Canadian Security Intelligence Service, my old organization used an uh, illegally obtained warrant and didn't disclose exculpatory information to the defense. I, Jesus doesn't collect evidence. Why, why, why don't people understand this? Anyhow, we have a very mixed record when it comes to prosecuting terrorism in Canada. And I fear that this case is, this case may in fact fall apart, which makes us look stupid. It takes all the efforts of CSIS and the RCMP and all the law enforcement agencies and all the other agencies that come together to collect information on terrorists to protect Canadians. And when it gets to court, it gets thrown out. It fails. We've seen the case in the Victoria bomb plot back in 2013, found guilty by jury. Judge threw it out based on entrapment. We've seen a case in Montreal, two young people trying to join ISIS, case thrown out, they were acquitted. We've seen even the via passenger plot again from 2013, the trial found Rad Jazer and Sheheba Seghai are guilty of plotting a terrorist act, that verdict is now under question because of some stupid legal argument. Look, I know the law is what the law is. I know we have to, law is complicated, we have to abide by things, but if we can't get our shit together when it comes to prosecuting terrorism, it calls into question why we investigated it in the first place. A lot of hours, a lot of expenses, a lot of resources go into doing terrorism properly in this country. And when the men and women that bust their butts every day trying to keep us safe see these things going nowhere and people walking free, it rankles. It, it really, and it, it, it pisses me off. And I'm five years old from working at CSIS. I don't do this job anymore. I, I'm just, I just comment on, on now. But I feel frustrated when I see these things not going forward and court cases failing. Hope I'm wrong. I hope this is an open-and-shut case. I hope these two wankers plead guilty for joining ISIS. They are wankers in every sense of the term because, as I said, any idiot who didn't know what ISIS stood for in 2019 doesn't have a brain to think with. These people are stupid, and they should be punished for their efforts to join this terrorist group. But again, as I always say in these podcasts, watch this space. I may be doing another podcast three years from now, which I'm lamenting the fact of yet another terrorism prosecution failure. What do you think? Have you been following the case? Let me know. You can reach me on email, borealisrescuegmail.com, or on Twitter at Borealis Saves, also on Facebook and on LinkedIn. If you like this content and want to subscribe, go to my webpage, borealisthreatenrisk.com, hit the subscribe button, you'll get a free daily digest of all podcasts and blogs, all the material I produce, once a day, free of charge, to your email inbox. Love to hear from you. Ideas on this story or, or ideas for other stories you might want me to cover. I'll talk to you again soon. Until then, stay safe. Let's go.